Hello. You're listening to K and K Real Talk. We are a literary podcast where we deconstruct books about the Black family. Yes. If you're interested in making change, join us as we uncover the United Independent Compensatory Code System concept for the victims of white supremacy by Neely Fuller, Jr. Join us because in our day-to-day world, we are silly, primitive people. We are not counteracting the problems that we have in this life. So what do we do? How do we function? Are we constructive or are we leading closer to our demise? Our podcast gives you the tools for you to determine what is best for you in your respective world. We are not the know-it-all or the be-it-all, but we do encourage you to do your own research and join the journey with us in discovering what is needed to improve our situation in our life. Our children are dying. Our brothers and sisters are not together anymore. The black family is suffering. What are you going to do about it? Because it's not nobody else's responsibility to save you. You save you. Join us. K&K Real Talk. AfroSoFly.com, a revolutionary brand that uncovers the truth about the powerless experience of the non-white community. Are you interested in wearing and using affirmations to better your point of view in self, in others, in life? Try finding peace and uncovering the truth about your world around you. Yes, visit AfroSoFly.com today and enjoy the Pink Trilogy poetry series. Pink Canvas breaks down the heart of an untrained woman. Pink Lotus represents the determination to self-improve in latest release, Pink Gems, stepping and thriving into your purpose unapologetically. Yes, that's AfroSoulFly.com. Did you hear me? AfroSoulFly.com. Let's get our lives, brothers and sisters. Hey y'all. Yeah. Man, this is gonna be some kind of show. <laughs> Why you start off like that? Child, because I'm sleepy. <laughs> I have been um I don't know. Today was just one of those days where I felt like I should have took off this whole fucking week. <laughs> mm. Um no, I mean, I am well. I'm just certainly feeling in need of some rest for sure. And make sure um, you get that rest. Child, I'm going to get the rest. I'm going to get the rest. The rest is going to be so week. tonight. Well, I'm off um, this whole weekend. I'm off Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So okay. I only have a three and a half day work week this week. So I'm just pushing through. And I'm so tired today. Today was my half day, child. Sometimes (laughs) it's just be like that. And I guess it's good that you even mentioned it to our brothers and sisters because we can get so caught up in our work and don't allocate that time to rest or not make it a priority. Like, 
you must make it a priority. You're not getting rest. Maybe you got to tough it out for a few more days because you're trying to meet a deadline. But once that deadline is met, don't let somebody come up with some another agenda before your rest. Child, I was just telling my mother today, like, because I was telling her that I had took off, you know, well, that I had planned to take off another day in the future. And I'm like, and I was going to work, but why the hell would I do that to myself? Not when I got time off, please. <laughs> like, the job will be there. Like, why would I continue to orchestrate like an insane person like mm-hmm. I did in my past just working and prioritizing the needs of others continuously mm-hmm. disregarding myself like fuck out of here this is not that season for Kahawia. Kahawia season is Kahawia season and I don't give a good goddamn about no nothing else <laughs> that I ain't got no business goddamn concerning <laughs> myself with before I get my rest <laughs> so yep and it be the ones off my days unapologetically. It be the ones closest to you, them parents, children, Child. your spouse, your mate, your lover, whomever. And these are these are these are um growing pains too, and testing of true authentic relationships because mm-hmm. if you're in a space to say, hey, hold up, I know that's happening, but I need to take care of me, and you get resistance from that. That's where that boundary wall got to start building up. Like, oh, wait, honey, <laughs> period. Because I didn't, I didn't listen. My boundary wall then uh, um, impacted a few folks. And listen, <laughs> yeah, I, and listen I got, I'm, I'm so happy for these, you know, these, um, these different focus areas that you can put on your phone. Because yeah. I got do not disturb, and then I got a focus called hella do not disturb. Man, <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't a motherfucker get what you heard. <laughs> you can call me two times if you gonna get the same voicemail. <laughs> I turn that off. Ain't no call me two times in three minutes, and maybe oh. it'll ring. Hell no, it's hella do not disturb. So you better not have no emergency that required me. I tell you that. put something else in your emergency contingency plan what you know that's a codified behavior for protecting peace in in safe spaces to be able to just get through your Mm -hmm. days so use technology or do whatever you need to do to make sure that you put barriers in place but you don't always have to speak it into existence because that does create that block where it's like like today, and actually, I need to do that myself because I have one um, focus system, and it's not even aligned to my schedule. It's just Girl, I got like seven focuses. I need to create, <laughs> I need to create a few more because I was working out today, and I kept getting a phone call, and it was interrupting my workout. And when I was done with the workout, I had made a mental note, like, I got to do different with this whole workout and having calls come through. And here you go. <laughs> so thank you. I'm going to up. I'm going to improve my one focus to several, as Sister Kahawia has mentioned. I have several. I got one for creating. I got one for this podcast. I get through but you in case we have mishaps. I got ones for every fucking thing. <laughs> what? I got my self-care one. I got my um, child. I just got all the ones. I got, you know, of course, I got one for school. Um, But listen, my phone stay on Do Not Disturb. <laughs> it stay on some kind of focus. <laughs> well, look, <laughs> Sister Kahawia is doing exactly what Mr. Neely Fuller 
if this is your first time ever listening to K&K Real Talk, we are deconstructing the book by Mr. Nilly Fuller Jr., which is called The United Independent Compensatory Code System Concept for the Victims of White Supremacy. Make sure you get the revised and expanded edition. Mm-hmm. This where we are in politics, starting from page 206. Mr. Nilly Fuller is constantly reminding us to do exactly what Sister Kahawi is saying, which is to do be on a do not disturb mindset when it comes to interacting with people within your own race. If you classify yourself as a non-white, and as you know, it's many different categories in non-white, according to Mr. Nilly Fuller. It ain't, you know, I'm Caribbean. I'm Haitian, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm Asian. No, homie, you non-white. <laughs> and within that non-white sector, and even if you so-called Caribbean and you think you white, but you... <laughs> but you ain't until you get that nigga wake-up call and then you'll uh-huh. realize you not. He's saying that we need to learn to distance ourselves from each other because currently we are silly and primitive people. Now, it's levels to it because I think the darkest of the group happens to fall more in that primitive, silly group versus the Asian of the non-white because they seem to be way more organized, although mm-hmm. they are still victims of white supremacy to a degree. I, You know what? I'm not even going to say that because... From the research, I'm learning every category of people have their black race. Mm-hmm. So there's a white, so the white race in the Asian category, they are still above their black race. So, exempt what I just mentioned in regards to some of us got it. Every non-white person ain't got it, <laughs> according to Mister Daily Fuller. We are not wise. We is not smart, honey. And every <laughs> white person ain't got it neither. Him. Say that again, sister. Every white person ain't got it neither. Him. That true. However, he says that they are in a better position because they they can choose to be adopted and practice the system of white supremacy, so they'll always be ahead of us because of that ability. So this is true. But also, if they are not choosing to replace the system of white supremacy, racism with justice, then they ain't no better. Which is true in they terms are- of being, you know, uh, a whole person. Mm-hmm. The moral code, because it is there's there's different ways to decipher the information. Because we have this terminology of just wanting to be a good person and just doing the right thing. However, Mister Nilly Fuller, it, it it appears to me, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that he's breaking down the material, or excuse me, breaking down our behavior and activity within all the areas of activity that he constantly mentions. Which, for those who are listening for the first time and may not be aware of all the areas of activity, they are education, entertainment, um, economics, labor, law, politics, religion, sex, and war. So in all of those categories, the non-white people, we tend to be primitive, silly in nature of how we counteract racism, white supremacy, where people who classify themselves as white in those same categories, education, entertainment, economics, labor, law, politics, religion, sex, and war, they are more organized, strategic, and they actually have a, an arrangement within each other to maintain their their power structure, their superior being um, over all other non-white individuals. So it's not so much a moral code, it's just more of an ability 
cold. Mm-hmm. Like, who is more able? And these white folks, they are able. So, according to Mr. Emily Fuller, if you're not white, what do non white people tend to do? Because I think most of our listeners are non white people. Do we go out our way to talk to white folk? Child, when he said that we should make every effort, maximum effort, I was like, child, I'm going to have to um take some notes and lessons from Sister Kiva because Kiva knows how to be in that space um, and knows how to, you know, be in that space comfortably and not so... um aggressive like I'm in that space and I'm aggressive you better not fucking say nothing to me if I think you about to say something to me oh man I'm going off on this motherfucker cause don't you know and it's a whole space in my mind that be happening and it's like it's almost like my ancestors that are within me carry that you know that so called I'm and I don't even want to say hatred, but carry that rage, honey. Yeah. And, and that rage be coming all up and through my throat. And even if I don't say nothing, it's coming <laughs> all up and through my face, my pores. You can see it. <laughs> there have been oh man, I remember so many instances, you know, just being in the space with Kiva and some white folks. And Kiva would have to tell me, look, girl, fix your face. Like, oh my goodness. <laughs> and I'm like, is it bad? <laughs> like Yo, and and then I was thinking, I don't even know no white folks for real. Like, how do you even find them? <laughs> even be asking them no questions. And it's not like I don't, you know, like sure I know, you know, like I, I work with some white folks, but I, I I can't imagine that them the white folks that Miss Neely Fuller want me to talk to. <laughs> it got to be some other ones somewhere else. Like, <laughs> oh, that. But, you know, in honor of your truth, again, this is an independent cold system concept because even Mr. Nilly Fuller humbly has stated that he doesn't know all the answers to resolve and extinguish the system of white supremacy. These are all suggestions. So there may be a need for that fire, you know, but he's bringing it. He's. I mean, I can even see the need to you know, simmer it down and, you know, ask the folks, you know, like pick their brain for a fucking change. Like really, you know, like I can certainly see the need for it. I'm, I definitely haven't found myself in the space as of yet to, um, to be that one. Mm -hmm. Cause we've been trained, we've been programmed to not discuss the mistreatment that's happening to us. So we are living in, an environment where it's said to be sane, but we're behaving insanely because we're saying, I don't like how this person is treating me, but I'm going to maintain my silence. I'm not going to speak on it. I'm not like going to say back to when that white man asked me to use my pen at the post office. Hell no. And it was like, I think it was the rage. Now that I think about it, it was just like the nerve of you, the caucasity of you to think that you could use my goddamn pen. You didn't already did enough. Your ancestors have done enough to mine. Have you lost your fucking mind? And oh you offering me something. <laughs> right. Like you always you're always trying to take from us. Yo, I just oh man. I'm I am not yet in that space. Um which, I is, <laughs> which is which is beautiful to say, you mm-hmm. know, because we need to be able to identify where we are. And I think the the huge component of his teachings is just for us to try to elevate 
every moment, every morsel of our time that we have, the mm-hmm. gift and the present that we currently have to just live on this earth in its state of white supremacy ruling, how do we behave in a way where we can maximize every opportunity to eradicate racism and white supremacy? Because what I notice is that perception is key to eradicate white supremacy racism. When, mm-hmm. when, when black folks are together upright, um, they are they are constructive, they are well mannered, they're loving, they're outspoken, they're able to get their point across, and they're breaking all the superficial um, um, stereotypes that have been placed upon us. And they've been doing this. I mean, the propaganda that we're dealing with is heavy because a lot of white folks they don't interact with us as much as we don't interact with them. So. They have a huge perception of us that is not true. Mm-hmm. And when we maximize, I see the the logic of doing so, when we maximize our purpose to, you know, each day to speak to every white person. So now, instead of non-white people ignoring white folks, every time white folk go outside, they got a non-white person addressing them and bringing back the memory of what it is that they should be doing and why they should be doing it, it could correct the behavior because a a child that's undisciplined, they're going to continue to act amok because nobody's correcting the behavior. So Mm -hmm. we, if, if white folks was, if they lived in a world that every time they stepped foot out of their home and all non-white people was practicing this code, they would, something would give. Cause they'd be like, Mm -hmm. God damn, I don't, (laughs) Shit, everybody coming to me. <laughs> they not silent no more. They ain't, you know, they ain't saying they good. They like, nah, man, I need so I need some help. Cause Mr. Nelly Fuller within this chapter, he's saying if you need something, you ask for what you ask the white man. You don't ask another non-white person that's struggling and trying to figure it out. You go to your boss and you or your, your parent. Your parent. That's don't your go race. to your birth mother or your birth father. Go to your parent. And your parent is your racist man or racist woman that has authority over you. Mm-hmm. That's the person you go to and seek compensation for for whatever it is you're lacking. So, you know, it is a good, um, I know it's very taboo and different because it's totally different from how we currently live. But it makes sense because we put so much pressure on the victim. Truly the whole crab in the barrel syndrome, as Mr. Millie Fuller has stated on many times, he has a podcast called ProduceJustice.com and comes out on Tuesdays, actually today, 9 a.m. to 11 um, a.m. And he says that the earth, the planet earth should be considered a slave ship. And the issue is that non-whites are the the um, prisoners, white people, racists, are the correction officers in the in the in the <laughs> captain on the ship and we don't ever address them we just bicker among ourselves uh-huh. and we and don't ever overthrow them either and we don't overthrow them either and when we have overthrown them we have overthrown them with violence and that's why he is suggesting a new code of conduct because the we are not able to out um to be more violent than this non-white person they they control all the guns they control all the mass weapons um, that is used against other, against all non-white people on the globe, and even within each other, because they hurt that their own too to mm-hmm. maintain, expand the system of white supremacy, racism. So, this this whole concept is very different to um to it is it's going to be difficult to adopt, but it definitely 
um, requires some sincere consideration because I know for one that I want to be a not so much a wise elder, but a relevant elder. I want things to make sense in what I'm saying. And this does make sense. Oh, as well as the whole stop name calling. We Hi. have this in our culture with where it's okay. We kind of moving in the culture of non-white people. At least I will speak those from the East Coast. That name calling, belittling, disrespecting is all in the name of fun. Mm-hmm. And according to him, that creates more confusion and conflict within us. And mm-hmm. if our goal, if our goal is to maximize constructive behavior, how can we maintain that culture code by not responding? Because listen, it's not what they call you; it's what you answer to. Exactly. And you do not have to answer to nonsense if it's not your name. You do, you don't have to answer to it. And checking how you're being programmed, girl. I done found another movie. From 1942, Child. it's on Amazon Prime. <laughs> it's on Amazon Prime, and it's called Dirty Gertie. Mm. I'm not gonna explain. Well, you're in school, so you may not have time to look at it. So, do you want me to share what the movie is about? Listen, I'm gonna need you to share what it's about anyway, so I could go back and watch <laughs> it with. The- <laughs> well, no, it's pretty self-explanatory. It's oh. not one of those hidden avatar or you know. <laughs> movies but Dirty Gertie is a beautiful sister from Harlem New York black sister very very European feature and I'm noticing um, the movies from that era from that in the ni- early 1940s anytime there's a black star black female star they always have her as a seductress mm-hmm. as a whore as a Jezebel mm-hmm. and, and now you know Fast forward it to today's present. Look at the woman as that they promote of us. Yeah. Overly sexualized. So we've been programmed for people to have a certain image on us. A certain mm-hmm. perspective on us. So, yeah, Dirty Gertie, 1942, Amazon. You got to check it out. Okay. <laughs> There's a lot of other messages within that movie. But I was like that. Because a lot of times we think this is happening to us now. It's been happening and great, 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 great grandma haven't figured out the answers. Great, great, great granddaddy didn't figure out the answers. And here we are. We have inherited this problem. And what are we going to do to solve it? Are we just going to cruise through the problem and make it even worse for the next generation to come? Or we're going to create a, a solid foundation so we can finally get off a of home base? Child. The home base is fragmented. We don't know what the fuck is going on. We, we have not solved not their problem without creating more problems. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like it's just getting worse and worse. Exactly. It's like um, it's like medication. Like oh yeah, yeah. oh you got that wrong too. Okay, take this pill. But this pill <laughs> bring three more things wrong with you. So okay, okay, okay. Oh, now so you got this thing wrong with you too. Okay, take this other pill. And before you know it, you on 50 <laughs> pills, got 1,200 problems. <laughs> Not none of them solved. <laughs> that is an excellent analogy of white supremacy and racism. <laughs> so what do brothers and sisters do oh, with that regard? They say go back to nature, go back to truth. Don't take them pills. Start eating right. Start working out. So that's being more constructive. And that's, you know, pretty much what we're talking about is removing the whole pride 
of thinking we smart, we wise, we know what's going on around us because we don't. And that's what he's strongly suggesting that we do. Take that moment to breathe, think deep, and start asking questions. We got to ask these white folks questions. And when it comes to each other, we're not meeting up on a constructive level. It doesn't matter if there's an emotional attachment, a social attachment. Stop going to these family functions, overspending your time, your money, your resources, just to have a few laughs. You can Um, laugh around a constructive table. Didn't he say that fun is a figment of the ghetto? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh. (laughs) Honey. Yeah. What fun? Ain't no fun. It ain't no fun because everybody's showing up with their weaknesses and none of their weaknesses are being resolved. The people that need the most help during the time of the family function, their problems or concerns are not met or even heard. People are, everyone is masking what is going on in their life versus sharing. And it's because of the shame. We do put huge amount of shame on each other if it conflicts with what we believe to be true. Uh And I love that Mr. Nilly Fuller is reminding us, it's like, remove that pride in thinking you know what's going on. Everybody should show up sincerely sharing information and keep it at that. There's no need to ridicule, to belittle, to shame, or to make someone feel as if they don't know and position yourself to be in the know where you haven't solved the system of uh, um, and extinguishing the system of white supremacy racism. Until mm-hmm. you solve that problem, Stay in the I don't know, but I'm still learning category. Because you don't know shit. <laughs> we don't know. Like, <laughs> we barely know our fucking name. Y'all. Like, you talking to me about what I know about the world, I barely yes. know that my name belongs to you or whomever. Like, what? Let me, first of all, and I, and this, I'm glad you said that because I said I want to mention it on the podcast and you, perfect segue. So my sister Kahawa, yeah, she has her hair is very thick and it and it hangs down her shoulders. My hair is thick and it hangs down as well. According to I did some research because I've been looking into financial planning and this is a little off topic, but it goes right into what we're going to continue to discuss. And I learned that if you look up the word African American, it's actually a corporated name and it means meat packing. Mm. so as if you look it up do your own google search search african-american you're going to see that it's incorporated and it's it's discussing like meat processing like as if they're discussing some type of property so it's not a title that we should use right because Mm. that makes no sense then I also was listening to African news stations and I was listening to this sister who is from the continent of Africa and she was saying how um, most African women, they love African men because they have these large afros and their hair grows long and most African women, their hair don't grow downward, it grows up. Mm -hmm. And she said that one of the biggest... um, she said one of the biggest things is that they fooled us as to who, where we actually come from. So most um, brothers and sisters that are, are in the States, they've been claimed to be African-American. We're actually, they're Native American. Mm-hmm. Do your own research, brothers and sisters. If you can find a way to, ch- to check in on your great-grandmother and find, or great-grandfather and find out that they're within the state 
whatever state that they're from and they have the word negro negro was the word that they replaced for native american everybody yeah. didn't come off the damn boat right and they did that so they can take the land without you ever trying to claim it back some people are finding out land that's old to them and getting their land back that's why the white folks that's listening nobody care about no apology give me what you owe me honey a lot of things we don't realize because we're still in the system of learning mm-hmm. still learning and and when i mentioned the hair component we have more native american features than we have african features when it comes to the hair mm-hmm. so you can trace back your lineage to prove that you're native american and if you if you take the time to change your identity status from um african-american or whatever your birth certificate says to native american your tax bracket change Mm -hmm. your access to opportunities change so look into it if you in the states being american black ain't a bad thing a so-called american black you actually more more than likely you're native american because they couldn't get everybody over here through the ships and from what i'm learning too out of there's not one ship that they've been able to show us Child. They got a picture of us and sardines, but there's no, there's no shit. There's we no never shit. actually saw these motherfuckers is finding so called dinosaur bones, <laughs> but they ain't found not near piece of the Mayflower <laughs> of the so called Mayflower. They ain't found not not near um not near wood from the from the ships. Exactly. Nothing. Because they, cause why didn't they want us to read so they can take our damn land? Them bitches done found the Titanic hole <laughs> <laughs> after it hit the iceberg, right? <laughs> but <laughs> can't find no shred of physical evidence of this slave ship. Yeah, so that's that's my new research. So I'm like, I'm over here trying to buy me a house, buy me a house. I may have to go back for shit that's old to me. Child, give me what you owe oh, me. me. <laughs> Don't want no sympathy. Just give me what you owe. Exactly. Shout out our brother Yash Karai. Oh, man. Shout out to him. So, you know, I'm going to keep doing my research, keep listening, keep learning. But, you know, whoever's the oldest person in your family, start collecting these birth certificates, these names, these birthdays, and start reclaiming your land. There's some families out here that's already doing the work. And kudos to them. And I'm about to join that crusade because this is what it's about. Time. And, that's, and that's and those are the white folks we ask these questions to. <laughs> Don't invite me to your picnic. <laughs> you just want to pick a nigga and me. Exactly. Like, fuck out of here. No, I'm not interested in none of that shit. Give me yeah. what you pay exactly. me what you owe. Exactly. So these are codified behaviors, brothers and sisters. You know, a codified behavior that we just mentioned just now, which is a really good project to do. Find out how you can change your identity to Native American if you are considered an African American Black Negro person, because we the the Hebrew Israelite is religion based. Because you know you'll hear us on K and K Real Talk mention ourselves as Hebrew. There's some there's authenticity in that as well. However, to um, connect the dots from many of us living living in the North or coming from the South. We have 
access to land there. There's land there. And it's so crazy. I'm talking about this because as a child, I remember hearing my grandmother tell me that she remember a white man coming onto her grandfather's property, making the move to the current land that she she owns today. Mm-hmm. And they didn't want to move. They lived off. They lived off the beach, and it was. She said it was beautiful. They loved it, but her, her grandfather didn't have much um, education. He wasn't able to stand his ground, and they had to leave. Mm. So now it's time to get that shit back. Time to get it back, child. Time to get it back. So yeah, that white lifestyle, you know, that is currently so what we talking about now. People that stealing land and stuff. This is them maintaining a system of white supremacy. They're refining it. They're expanding it. And you know why they can do so? Because we ain't talking to them about it. Mm-hmm. We let them move freely around doing the f- bullshit that they're doing and no non-white person is talking to them. And, and you know what? Not even so much because we're not talking to them because we're doing a whole lot of talking. And the talking is coming up as complaints, which is not being registered. We're not asking enough questions and and uh, and giving them the space to talk to us. We're not holding them accountable. And it's not many of us doing it too. Because more of us need to. A lot of us are are not asking, like you said, not asking those questions. And and you know, in honesty, I didn't even know what to ask white folks. They made me uncomfortable. I knew I was very uncomfortable being around white folks, but now I tell them they making me uncomfortable. I have no problem saying you are your skin color is making me uncomfortable because I don't think you like and I wanted that position over there, but you didn't give it to me because you don't like me. I've done told white folks this. Yeah. <laughs> and, they get, and they get real quiet. And then I get a little cushy position of what I want and move on to the next thing. We have to be honest and advocate for what we want. Whatever it is that you want, brothers and sisters, to make your life more comfortable, ask for it. Don't complain to the other non-white person that's working with you. Complain. Or, or or express your concerns and ask for your compensation to white folks because that is so important. Whether you do so directly or indirectly, it's important that you keep all problems to white folks because they are the only ones that can actually protect you, according to Mr. L- Nilly Fuller. That is their job to protect See, you and, and to provide for you. you. Because it does make me think, like even back to um, folks at my other job, you know, they. They hired me knowing I didn't know how to do the job because they were supposed to train me to do the job. They thought that they was going to mold me into doing the job, but then they never trained me to do the job that, that they hired me to do. And then was came to me and was like, oh, so you're not really doing it the way we want you to do it. Excuse me? <laughs> oh, okay. And it was, you know, it was a question of, well, what's going to help you do it? And I'm like, you mean to do the job that you never really trained me to do in the first place? Okay, let me think about this. Child, I done made me a SWOT analysis. I remember and that. <laughs> I came back to work the next day. Listen, that, that white man thought we was just going to have a 10-minute conversation. I was in that man's office for 45 minutes. Like, so... <laughs> Though you did not properly set me up for success, how is it that you expected me to succeed in this role? Exactly. And I asked him those kind of questions. I asked him the questions of accountability that that removed the accountability from me and placed it directly on where it should have been. And child, when I tell you that man was red and flustered and unsure of how to proceed, oh, but he got his life. Now, SWOT analysis, for those who don't know, is strengths. Weaknesses, Weaknesses, opportunities, um, and threats. 
Yes. And I went through all of them. And I started with my strengths. I said, so here are my strengths, right? And he was like, yes, I agree. I said, now here's where I think my weaknesses are. <laughs> and then, you know, we talked about that, went over into all the things. And child, he was just like, there were so many times in that conversation where he was, you know, trying to interject. And I'm like, I'm not fucking finished. Like, y'all had all y'all time to speak. Now, you ask me a question. I am prepared to answer questions of my own. So let's come to this, you know, let's come to a solution or whatever. And one of the opportunities that I had listed, he told me was not available. And then sure enough, lo and behold, became available. And boom, I moved <laughs> into that opportunity. <laughs> so whereas you thought you was going to fire me, not this young child here, because I don't know something. And see the power of the pen, the power of being constructive. Because you can replay that same scenario and have somebody plopping down in a chair, huffing and puffing with an attitude, taking the victim approach, saying, you know what, y'all didn't train me. I should, you know, and, and complaining and whining about it. Where this sister was like, I'm fighting for myself. I'm fighting for to make sure that I stay afloat and get what I need. I need compensation. I need this gig. Um, so I'm going to maintain, I'm going to make sure that I put that accountability on you. And I'm going to tell you that you didn't train me. And tell you the <laughs> truth. Yeah. No, that's that's excellent. I love that you brought that up because a lot of times we don't know I hate when people say, you know better, do better. Because we don't. Sometimes you can know all the things to do, but you don't know how. That how yeah. component is very, very important. So you gave clear description as to how you advocate for yourself in a work environment, especially if you find yourself in the cusp of being terminated for so-called yeah. lack of, of training. And they're responsible to train you. Yeah. So we have to remove the pride. I think a huge portion of this this reading assignment that we did um, in politics, in the area of politics, is learning how to remove the pride while we sit in a cage <laughs> and, and kind of just come up with ideas of how we can really solve this problem. Because when, you are, when you're approaching a problem, the, the goal is to first understand the problem in its entirety. And then the energy is all about solution, solution, solution. Now we have this cultural code of behavior where we see the problem and we're ignoring it. Child. And we're just, and we just hope it get better. <laughs> and listen, and I ain't gonna hold you. Some of these problems that I see, I'm adopting some of these codes. Um, I don't fully understand this problem. Exactly. So I'm gonna leave it right there. Mr. Nilly Fuller, he said, you ain't got no black family. You got a victim unit. Child. <laughs> a greater victim unit. You can decide which one you, how far on the spectrum you fall. Mm. But it's not a family and you have no children. If you do have children, you have offsprings. Mm. And you are the victim father, the victim mother. The race prison mates, the race victim mates, care mate, um, victim spouse. I would, whoa. And you know what? And I I love his seriousness on this matter. Like you find Sister Kahawi and I, especially me, laughing. But remember, humor comes from pain. Right. Because this is sad. 
and it, and it, and it's so out of control as we were mentioning earlier because what's happening like right now in the democratic of the um Congo democratic republic of the Congo and central africa they just had a flash flood where 400 people were killed mm. and this is not a unique situation like these brothers and sisters are dying on a daily mining materials for us to be able to use the very system that we're doing to th- for this podcast mm-hmm. so it's like we, it's crazy that you are we are a servant to our own demise we're subjugated to enforce to feed the very system that's killing our brothers and sisters mm-hmm and how do we stop this situation? How do we bring more light to it? I definitely encourage you. I, I don't know how to help the brothers and sisters from the Democratic Republic of the Congo, but to just continue to share their story. Um, there is a group called ADIDA. They're giving some resources there. And there's a black woman. Um, she is an advocate for them because, you know, Red Cross, you don't know if they ever get the money. Sure. Uh, so I wouldn't I wouldn't donate to the European institutions. I would seek out um, the institutions that are from us and by us. And even like you know, even I feel like these European institutions, it's like the Caucasity too because you have money. Like why yeah. are you asking the victims to donate to other victims? Mm-hmm. If you got the money, sense. just fucking do what you need to do. It makes no sense. You're if you a- care about the cause that you so-called created, then fucking do what you need to do to help that cause or to help mediate that. Exactly. Or remedy that space. Like, why? Like, what? Yeah. It's actually called ADDI. ADDI. It stands for African Diaspora Development Institute. For those who never heard the word diaspora, diaspora is a word to describe all the brothers and sisters that were victims of white supremacy, racism, so-called slave trade. Because now I'm noticing, I don't... (laughs) Was I really brought here or or have I been here? Listen, we don't know. We don't know. We do not know. Because one of the, the teachings they don't teach us, you have to do this independent search, is that we already was thriving and living in all four corners of the planet Earth prior to the European even identifying what is a window or putting shoes on his feet or her feet. The black man and woman or the, the, the brothers and sisters who have the most melanin, we were the first ones here. And we circumvented and traveled and lived. That's why every time you dig up the Earth, you find a big nose, big lip artifacts mm-hmm. <laughs> because we've been here prior to their existence but they ain't so, found no ship and still ain't found no damn ship <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so if you want to support the brothers and sisters there they have a membership fee i donate it because i know the money is going towards chapters such as that but yeah a-d-d-i a-d-d-i google them um, Honey, I will say shout out to Kiva because one thing about Kiva, she gonna donate to a cause she believe in. <laughs> <laughs> she is going to be like sign me up, okay? Kiva <laughs> definitely puts her money where her mouth is. You heard Kiva be out yeah. here like 
oh, you got a cause? Mm-hmm. Let me see. And, you know, she do her research, but she was definitely support. And this is, you know, very commendable spaces. I, I support, but I be doing a whole lot more. And then I be like, mm. <laughs> but I have, I have spaces, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit more, um, side-eyeing of the things and as you <laughs> must because we are in a space of being hoodwinked bamboozled led astray as our brother Malcolm X has told us my brother Martin Luther King said he think he led us to a burning building we are more we are more often times getting the worst deal <laughs> uh-huh. about the best deal Lauren the worst deal. The worst yeah. deal. The worst still, so that side eye is very um very much needed because according to Mr. Neely Fuller, he said minimize your spending, do your best not to spend things to show off or to look good or to invest in a social emotional event that you've been attached to so called traditions and routines. None of those things have solved the system of white supremacy um racism. None of these things have solved you actually getting the best deal possible as you live your life. So minimize your spending mm-hmm. um, in that regard and, you know, do that side up, like Sister Kawi you mentioned, and, you know, only put your money towards things that are constructive because mm-hmm. that is what's going to lead us to solving this situation and remove the confusion. Because right now, our, our white folks are our adoptive parents. <laughs> they are the ones that we need to ask for we need to ask them for help and you know what's so crazy is that back speaking um the continent of africa a lot of the leaders they are saying that um african americans are turning up their noses in these little informal 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 news sessions um or arenas of when they're discussing the problems of you know, black people in general, and they're saying, you know, that they, they got the Chinese, they're giving all of the business to the Chinese, they're giving all of the business to um, the Germans or whomever, and the po- politicians say that we're not there. They, mm-hmm. We don't have any contracts. They said if they had a contract that came from us, if we were organized, they would definitely give us a contract before the Chinese, but if there's nobody, and it's right. just the Chinaman at the door, then I'm going to work with them. Right, you gotta do what you gotta do because business gotta keep moving. Business gotta keep moving. He said the uh, one um, oh, and, and this is horrible because there's so many countries in Africa. But one of the brothers, I guess it's best not to say his name because anytime an African leader speak up too well, he gets killed. But um, this brother, he said the only thing that the 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 white man wants to give Africa is homosexuality. <laughs> <laughs> He said it ain't nothing else that he want to give us. And I guess, you know, I'm all about putting, um, remove the shame, but I think we need to remove the shame when it comes to teaching each other, but put the shame right in the racist white supremacy face. That's where the shame goes. Right there. Like, put that in their face. But do so cordially, respectfully. So that's where the questions come to play because sometimes you don't have to tell somebody about themselves. Yeah, you can ask them, excuse me, sir, do you feel ashamed what your ancestors have done to mine? Exactly. Versus saying, you should be ashamed. <laughs> <laughs> what your ancestors done to mine? You could ask oh, questions. Yeah. 
and be prepared to have follow-up questions. And I love that he reminds us because it is easy to fall into the hatred mode. It's like, I hate white people. They're yeah. people. You know, remember what Martin Luther King did say? Every well, some of them ain't people. Some of them is reptilians. Yeah, that's true, too. I I put whom <laughs> next to what he said. All of them is people. I wrote whom. I mean, some of them is demons. demons. Some of Yeah, we got those out here, too. Don't get it twisted. Those people do exist. Um, well, those creatures do exist. Well, those creatures do exist. Yes, so... You know, however, oftentimes when you look at somebody, you cannot determine good or bad based on face value. Mm-hmm. You have to check in on their character. You have to look at the... Now, I want to get so equipped with my codified behavior. I want to be able to look at somebody in their eyes and have no more than one sentence that they say or a word that they say for me to be able to know who, if they real or not, whether they're human or creature, mm-hmm. <laughs> and if they're good or bad, because I want to avoid being hoodwinked, bamboozing, and led astray. I want to be cons- serious, constructive, and profitable in all areas of activity. Mm-hmm. I, w- I don't want to lack in any regard. I want all of my needs to be compensated abundantly. Child. So we have to think. This is our thinking caps. <laughs> We have to truly think, not just do robotically. We have to start thinking. Even think of how you greet your brothers and sisters in the morning. I know me and my sister, Kahawia, we don't do our just good morning. Maybe it may slip, but we do the grand rising, hey, beautiful. We try to recreate our own salutations because we have to change our code of conduct, even when it comes to just greeting one another. If you get lost in the source, make sure you are getting the book because, again, as Sister Kahawia mentioned before, we don't know shit. The audio book. This ain't the audio book. This is just us going over our notes and sharing and highlighting some things that Mr. Nilly Fuller suggests that we take in consideration as we live our lives trying to eradicate the system of white supremacy racism because only then we'll be able to live in true peace and and be able to be a family <laughs> honey and one thing too um that i highlighted that he said do not say anything about another person unless you are ready willing and able to repeat what you said to mm. everyone in the known universe mm. and i i yo i highlighted that because i always say you know like even when you know like speaking in our sister circle you know like if i if i'm saying something you know to you about Lahoma I'll tell you like I everything I'm saying to you about her I, I didn't already said to her like she knows exactly <laughs> like, like this is not and and it's like and it's like and I'm not sharing this you know to shame her to shame you or you know like whatever like these are healing moments like this is sisterhood this is how we're growing in these spaces like so we're sharing information to you know how we can learn from these things how we can coach each other how we can help each other how we can heal each other like this is what the space is but even still it's not gossip because i'm not saying anything behind anybody's back like i don't think nobody should do that and anything that i said to any fucking body please challenge me because listen what yes pull up a chair let's run it yeah, like, I'm okay to have that conversation. 
So, and it's like, I'm okay to say what I said in, um, you know, like in front of the world. Now, the question is, is you okay <laughs> for me to repeat what I said to you? And, you know, you know, for the whole world. But, man, that was a word because, you know, so many people get caught up and ain't hear this from me. Well, who the fuck I heard it from? Yeah, exactly. And, I, and those are the calls I hate because don't give me no information that I can't investigate. You might as well keep it to yourself. If you to yourself, if I can't share it, then why give it? Listen, if I can't confront the person, yeah, based on the information that you shared, why? Be and uh, child, that's the whole concept about these rugs that people be having in their house to yeah. just keep sweeping the dirt up on them. Yeah, and that is have not. Rug. That is not going to solve the system of white supremacy and ain't going to solve the problems in your immediate household because only the truth seriously really does set you free. White folks need to be reminded of the truth. No, I'm not having no good morning. You owe me. Honey. (laughs) (laughs) Do I want some coffee? No. How I'm going to have a good morning when you owe me lame? (laughs) Child. Owe me a raise. Why I'm being paid the least while I'm working the most. You know, these these are the things that what is a good morning when you wake up a victim of white supremacy? Exactly. And Mr. Neely Fuller, he is he because he wants us to maximize our conversations with white folks, he done gave us <laughs> over 50, 50 questions more Let than four that question list. I was like, you know what, maybe I can do this after all. I, I thought this was a good relationship list, in my opinion, too. And it, for those that's in the dating world, because sometimes Honey. you got to do a, ch- a check-in on your own mate. Like, do I have somebody that's even aware? Honey, of have you ever them? engaged in sexual intercourse with a known white supremacist? <laughs> because if you have, <laughs> you <laughs> is guilty by association. I don't want nothing to do with you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Your moral code is fucked up. Your moral code is fucked up. If you could turn a blind eye to European savagery, yeah, no, thank you. And he he even asked about sexual intercourse. Have you ever had homosexual or lesbian relations with non-white people? Yeah. I mean, he went in, and if so, why? And if so, why? Why did and- you do it? What you did? Yeah. What exactly did you do, and what were your reasons for doing it? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, yes. And if they ask you questions, remember you want to be in the space of not answering because they're the ones who have all of the the solutions to our problem. Because they're the one who created the problem. They're the one responsible to eradicate the problem. So we put the accountability on them. Right. So when white folks try to get not victims to talk about the problem, he suggests that we use one of the three. One of the three. Oh, that's interesting. I intend to give serious thought to what you said. I will most certainly believe what you say as soon as I have reason to believe what you say. Honey, it was that third one for me. But 
and it it was this one right here. You know, like when they ask you your opinion, I am confused about these conflicts. Tell me what you think. Uh-huh. So that I will not be confused. <laughs> exactly. Bring the question right back so them. keep it open and spin that around. Honey, that give a new meaning to spin the block. Tell you that. It sure do. It's <laughs> You know what's the, the funny thing about all of this is that we don't have a template. Like, I typically don't talk to white folks at sure. all. Like, I and it's, and it's not that, I guess it's intentional from um, historically just being abused, maimed, and targeted and, and hunted on this land by being black. So you have that systematic, um, I would even say fear to, to not trust to engage in those who are considered to be white because you don't know if they're foe. They're more foe than they are friend. And, mm-hmm. and according to Mr. Nilly Fuller Jr., you have no friends. You that, Like Dr. John Henry Clark, see all the teachers uh, <laughs> are related. You have no friends. So listen, he said, you ain't even got family. You ain't even got family. You, you are individual of white supremacy racism. And I get it. It's a hundred, I, I, especially when you on the clock, your children are forced to go to school. Don't put that child in school and see what happened mm-hmm. or have them in some, um, homeschool that they approve. You know, we, we are definitely are in a position of inferiority and because we have a lot of, um, comforts in our jail cell where we can eat what we want and dress how we want we're in the stage of being able to have this is the have state this we we live in a space of being able to have generations prior they didn't have what we have today Mm -hmm. so the amount like these amazon deliveries we are like in a surplus of just having things i remember i was in maryland last year i visited my grandmother and there was this huge parking lot and it was all overweight white folks doing a garage sale, well, car sale. And mm-hmm. they had stuff, just stuff. Their cars were packed, I mean, up to the roof, front mm-hmm. seat, back seat, truck of things. And they were loading them onto tables, trying to sell it to the local community. And it was, we, went to the, we went out into the parking lot just to watch and see, just do a drive-by. And it was closer to the later part of the day. And there wasn't much that they could sell because it was just things mm-hmm. like these things that they, they, they make us feel well, white supremacy, racism, the system make us feel that accumulating things is going to bring your peace of mind and happiness intact. But it's not because every time mistreatment happens to any one of us, it impacts our peace. Mm-hmm. No justice in any part of the world is no justice, period. We should be universal man, universal woman, as Mr. Nilly Fuller is suggesting. It shouldn't be about your tribe, your nation. Nobody on so-called planet Earth should be mistreated. We're supposed to be mm-hmm. so elevated in thought and thinking. Why are we mistreating? I think it's because of them creatures that we got running. Around. I was going to say because... Nobody but them creatures though. That that that's I don't know if they body. As, we don't know if they body. They just hosting a body, honey. And 
different space but um but what do i know right yeah do your own research i'm just trying to pop our bubble I, i'd rather pop my own damn bubble than for somebody I mean, to pop it for me listen because when the motherfuckers pop your bubble that shit is not um it's always so very rude oh my goodness yeah yeah like at least i get to pop my bubble with care I get to pop my bubble caring for my fucking feelings. Like, I get to pop my bubble with a contingency plan for how, if I feel this way, what I can do to soothe myself as I uncover or as I unwrap this fucking bubble that I've been in. Like, mm. go to the nearest white person and ask them, are you my leader, teacher, and protector? Child. And if you are, why have I not been correctly led, taught, and protected? Child. And if you are not, am I to understand that I must be led, taught, and, and to protect myself? So, look, we gotta. I, Listen, you done said that got me humming Negro hymns. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Woo! And you, it's just, it's amazing the amount of lies and indoctrinations that we abide to. Because the it's like the lie has been told so much, it has become true. And the truth is not said enough that now it's a lie. Mm. You know, it's it's like we really live in a backwards, insane system. And I think the majority of this book is just trying to put some realness to what's truly happening. Like, I know you like that movie. I know you like going to that party. I know you think that sex is good. I know you think you got the bag. But do you really understand that you're in the matrix of confusion and that the matrix that you live in will not guarantee that your generations to come will not be in a position of servitude? Because if we remain silly, primitive, and don't truly counteract this system, according to Mr. Millie Fuller, we're going to go back into slavery. You know, I hear that. I also think that there is a way that we can do these things and still enjoy sex. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> of course. Isn't that some people and more than two times a week? Yes. What? I know. Mr. Neely Fuller said, do not have sex no more than twice a week to maintain being constructive. But again, this is his mm -hmm. version. Yes. And I'm just, I am. So as we are reminding our brothers and sisters about Neely Fuller's suggestions, I am reminding them about my code <laughs> and my <laughs> suggestions over myself. Um, and if you I shall like it. to adopt my code, that's cool too. Look, when I get a mate, I would love to adopt that code. But right now I'm in a position of celibacy because I, the question that he says is how will you Excuse me, how will what you are offering me help me to solve problems without making any? That's my question to the brothers that's interested in my time. Child. How will what you are offering me help me to solve problems without making any? Without making any. That is a good question. Because if you ain't got an answer to that, homie, I have no interest in you and I ain't knocking on your door. So why is you knocking on mine? Why is you here? <laughs> Who told you where I live? <laughs> you may be at the wrong address. Honey, you are here in my rose garden. <laughs> and without calling. 
you have lost your brain computer. Exactly. Please find it. Please redirect self. Mm, mm, the mm, fuck mm, back mm. where you came from. <laughs> <laughs> Respectfully. <laughs> With all courteousness. <laughs> Attached, right? <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, this, that was a beautiful um, ending. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yes, Keith. Thank you for for being on this journey with me. Girl, thank you because you've been most patient with me. I know I ain't the easiest co-host. Um, I had some I had some rough Kahawi was at a point where she was like, Do you want to do this? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, but you know what? It's because Kahawi don't play by her time. Kahawi oh is on by her time and Kiva is, you know, time is Time is relative with Kiva. <laughs> <laughs> and um it's it's a different space. And I'm not even gonna hold you. I have been practicing this time is relative, not as freely as Kiva. Um <clears throat> but I have been finding myself in spaces thinking, you know, or being reminded as uh good sister bride of I am will tell me like girl the the thing will start when you get there like you are the you are the it factor so you can chill (laughs) um and even you know just with taking that mindset it's like okay I'm running a little late but am I late or am I just moving in the space that I'm meant to move in and when I think of that I think of you know just you know I could be quote unquote on time and I could also have ran into traffic but now that I'm done left at my own pace ain't no traffic and I'm still quote unquote on time and also we must also understand for context my running late is not late (laughs) (laughs) my running late is you know if the event starts at 2 and I wanted to be there at 1.30 and I get there at 1.45. Oh, shit, I'm running late. <laughs> like, she is absolutely correct. That is her. But, that's my running late. So I I, I do have to um, include that for context. <laughs> Copy. But I'm getting better, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> I think No, so. you are. And you know, I don't even think it's a better because again, we have well, our I own say journey. Because my my stress levels are tied to mm. the lateness. So when I relax that part of self and be okay with the 145, it's like, okay, it's not 130, but shit, the shit don't start till 215, Dominique. You know, like, when I relax that, my stress levels go down. So that's why I say it's better for me. Um, because I be tight wound up here. No, that makes sense. <laughs> If you're, if you, and, and I'm glad that you mentioned stress because, you know, the entire show we kind of was talking of how we're supposed to behave in code to, you know, in relations to white folks, in relations to non-white, and that's some stressful shit, and it is stressful. So take taking, um, being keen and knowing what causes stress, we do have to change that because you out the game if you're too stressed out. Stress kills. It literally kills. And I, for one, am speaking on that personally as I'm having a heart condition 
due to my stress. I'm I'm actually feeling some issues with my heart. Some of my blood work, my excuse me, my blood work came back fine, but some of my EKGs have coming off a little um, abnormal, and I'm relating it to stress. Mm-hmm. And I know that I haven't done a great job in managing my stress because if you look at the whole gamut of life, I remember this woman she had posted. Um, you mad at one person when there's a billion people on this earth. Like, just keep that concept in your mind. Like, there's this one thing happening in your life, but you think about the fact that you're still living and you're not promised tomorrow. So how can you make the best out of your situation? Because you want to enjoy your life, especially when you see what's happening in other parts of the world. What if that shit happened here? I want to enjoy the time that I got now. (laughs) Right. Well, shit is real fucked up. You know, I I don't ever want to have to live as what's happening in the Democratic Republic of the uh, of the Congo and Central Africa. But what if we have some kind of horrific catastrophe where we are where we are living? Mm-hmm. You know, so we gotta really enjoy and show gratitude to what we have. I know I say a silent prayer to the Most High, to Yahweh, bring Yahweh, Yah Elohim. Thank you for my warm bed. Thank you for mm-hmm. my full belly. Thank you for feel, for me feeling safe and not being, you know, um, taken advantage of. I have my own space. It's clean. It's comfortable. You know, I'm able to take care of me. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a lot, brothers and sisters. Trust. I know we speak with a lot of conviction, but we don't know nothing. We don't know shit. <laughs> we don't know nothing. No, I don't know nothing. Nope. So barely good know luck. my name. Take take everything we said as a grain of salt. <laughs> Do your own research. Well, see that- if it makes sense. And definitely share what you think. You know, because the more we learn, the more we grow. And I want to grow in areas that are going to give me my most desired results. I'm tired of picking up shit I don't need. Listen, how much we don't know, my blood runs through my own damn body, and I don't know where it originates, and I don't mm-hmm. even trust the motherfuckers to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> so, honey, talk about what you don't know. <laughs> what you don't know, what? Oh, man. Lord. <laughs> I don't even trust... I ain't doing nothing else, motherfucking thing. Yeah. I just look, and I guess some shit I just ain't gonna know, right? <laughs> some shit you're not gonna know, and I think it is good not to trust. I'm glad that you you even mentioned in that because I think we we keep befriending the wrong ideas, the wrong people, the the wrong lifestyle and behavior codes, and this is why we continue to be in the fucked up situation that we in. Because mm. we think we're going to be in our little bubble and our little tribe and our little nation and nothing's going to happen. They done did Rosewood, Black Wall Street, the Move Project. They done killed us every time we thrive and grew. So it's outside of this bubble. This is a global problem. That's why he included everybody. <laughs> he ain't just been, make it black folk. He said non-white. Everybody. Everybody on planet Earth that's in the non-white category this is for you. What are you going to do about it? Each and every victim of white supremacy racism. Yeah. So, we're the leaders of it, so that's why, it's, you know, here we go and talk about it. Honey. Well, when we get back, we are going to do 
225 to 242. Okay, perfect. You know, I'm going to end up texting you like, what, what, what? Thank you for doing the courtesy page. <laughs> Listen, you, you know, to me. I, I was like, oh. I'll be happy to remind myself to, um, to send that to you. No, I, I don't, I, I don't mind doing it when I remember. Um, I know I'll be doing so many different things. But um, you always get it done. So, and you know I'm flexible. So, when you send it, I'll be ready. And if I, even if you don't send it, you know I'm gonna ask. Right. But I do. Um, no, I appreciate you being with me, Sister Kiva, and brothers and sisters. I am going to do better about posting more frequently. Um. Cause honey, I done let the ball drop in March. But listen, it was a lot of fucking balls dropping in March. So. <laughs> well, when our sister becomes a doctor, she has her doctrine in her field of study, and we have and the sister um Kiva is living off the land and having control over her time, we'll be posting more. We're um, still grinding, y'all. Yeah, still grinding and figuring it out. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to have me some more wine. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, until next time, we love y'all. Those that's good and the creatures out there, fuck y'all. Fuck later. Okay, okay, okay. Keep me bundled in them blankets Get that peace before the world starts to creep on me Sleep on me, ooh you're just too deep for me Why can't you just let go and get by me for a minute? The record player in the back plays my favorite song Get my tune through the speakers Let me put you in a zone See a room full of people Find me dancing all alone Third eye wide open This is good vibes only Got the garlic for the vampires, you get no taste today As the water levels rise, I just learn how to swim Face the giants with a slingshot, only option is to win The record player in the back plays my favorite song Get my tune through the speakers, let me put you in a zone See a room full of people, find me dancing all alone Third eye wide open, this is good vibes only zone
in the back, plays my favorite song. Hear my tune through the speakers. Let me put you in a zone. See a room full of people. Find me dancing all alone. Third eye wide open. This is good vibes only zone.